Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands is a podcast for the go-getter, the visionary, the harmony seeker, and the life enthusiast who is ready to stop forcing and start flowing through life, love, and business in a way that is in alignment with his or her true self. Hosted by life coach and business strategist Jillian Bolands, this show will allow for you to energetically and logistically recalibrate through gratitude, inspiration, and powerhouse pep talks, Jillian style, with a whole lot of truth and even more love. Join Jillian each week for morning empowerment talks, uplifting interviews, and the opportunity to create a life of fulfillment by discovering and stepping up as the true you. Let's shine. Good morning, sunshine. Welcome to Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. I have a special treat for you this morning. My friend and soul sister, Tara Wynn, is with us this morning. She is the epitome of mamapreneur superwoman. She is a general manager in the corporate world by day. Um, she is a mom. She's a personal health coach by night and morning and crux of her day. I'm sure whenever she can get in her personal personally branded work time. And Tara, I'm so excited to have you here. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Jillian. This is going to be so fun. I've been looking forward to this conversation for a really long time. Oh, me too. This has been so fun. I actually, friends, I got to hug Tara um, a couple months ago at the recording of this podcast, and it was just so amazing because when you start to say yes to yourself in your life and you start to bring in people who are, they're doing it too. They're on the same road too, and they're right there with you. It just feels so good to energetically and physically be with them in person. Like, sister, can you, do you agree with that? Like, how shifting was that weekend that we got to be together? Oh, that was amazing. Amazing. Um, to be able to see all the women, you know, through a video screen and then to actually meet them in person was amazing. And it was like we knew each other forever. Yeah. And it was just that final moment of the face-to-face the -face and the hugs and all of those things. And it's so emotional too, isn't it? I remember you and I looking at each other and you were like, I kind of just want to cry. I was like, oh, I'm going to cry the entire weekend. <laughs> oh, I, I, I remember arriving and um, being very quiet and doing a lot of thinking. Um, and I remember seeing you and our uh, mutual friend, Liza, and I said, I don't know what's going on, but I just want to cry. Yeah. And she said, that's okay. Just do it. There's so much emotion coming out right now. Just let it flow. It's so cool. And it's so, so special to be among people and in a space where that's not only acceptable, but it's welcomed and it's supported. Yes. I, I think as women, um, at least in my experience growing up, um, it wasn't easy to make those sort of connections. And then as we have careers and families and the busyness of life to develop those deep, deep connections is, is really not easy. So when you find people that get you and accept you and love you, it's just, it's, it's amazing. 
It is amazing. And of course, Tara and I are talking about, um, she and I are soul sisters in the mastermind that I invested into and she did as well. And it's just such a great tribute to the concept of masterminds. Like, yes, working with coaches and working with people that are going to up-level you is amazing. But when you can incorporate also getting a group of people doing the work alongside you, it's just monumental in terms of the growth because you're able to really feed off of and bloom among other flowers that are blooming too. Yes. It's so special. Yes, to, to, to watch everybody um, go through their journey and um, the highs and the lows, um, you gain inspiration too um, from oh, totally. what other people are, are doing. Totally. That's, that's exactly it. And, and it's also the reiteration that, oh, she can do it. Like sister's got that going on. Then that's, that's actual like physical living proof that I can do it too. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love it. All right, Tara, I'm going to ask you to dive right in. What brought Tara to the here and now? Who is this amazing girl that I'm talking with? I'd love to hear your story. Love to hear your background. Love to hear why you launched your personally branded business um, when it seems to the outside world perhaps that you had everything going on within the corporate world. So I would love to just hear whatever, start with whatever iteration of yourself feels good and applicable, but I'd just love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit more as we dive into this really amazing conversation. Okay. Um, so my I'll talk about my most recent. Um, I climbed the corporate ladder. I moved away from my hometown of Nova Scotia, Canada, to Ontario, Canada, and started working for a company as a customer service person. And through 11 years, um, I worked my way up the, the chain um, to the second ring um, mm -hmm. from the top. And I had an opportunity to take the next level. So that would really take me to the top of what I could do in, in the corporate space. Um, and I found myself in the first few months feeling um, very unsure of myself, really doubting, did I belong here? Um, it just didn't feel, it just didn't feel right. But I really chalked it up to um, a new space, a new learning curve, um, some growth. And then as I began to understand the specific business and all of the things, I still had this feeling, this yucky gut feeling. Mm -hmm. um, so I started digging into that. I started, you know, reading some books and I started connecting with people um, that just keep, kept opening more and more doors. Um, so through that, um, self-discovery, I realized that for all of these years of hustling and working and getting to the top that I had completely become numb mm. of what life really was. Mm -hmm. um, so that was, um, that was a, wow, that was, you know, universe smacked me really hard on the oh, head. Sure. sure. Um, so I really started digging in what is it that fills me up and what excites me and that has always been uh, fitness and nutrition. 
Um, so I wanted to share my path for other women. I had, I had a long struggle with um, being in the fitness and uh, the competition, fitness competition world, mm -hmm. where um, it was very depriving, um, over-exercise, under-eating, um, very forced and confined, um, and worked my way to where I am now, where I have a flexible life. Um, I enjoy working out. I don't spend hours in the gym anymore, and I like to eat just good food. So that is that is where I started. That's where I, I launched my business um, with the goal of helping women to shorten the time frame it took me to get to where I am now. That's so beautiful. And so can we just dive, I think, a little bit more into that health and fitness world? Like, because I feel like there's two different stories here that are merging into one beautiful you of now. And that's the case for a lot of us. I know myself included, where it's like, okay, we have these different aspects of our life. And then we get to the point where all of a the sudden they're colliding in the most beautiful, but also super interesting super scary sometimes because you're like oh my gosh like I've compartmentalized these things forever and now I get to bring them together because they are both me so I'd love to hear what got you into the fitness competition world in the first place like what was the draw to that for you tell me about that time in your life um that was in my early 20s and I really just started um enjoying working out and a personal trainer at the gym approached me and said you know you could do a show so let me train you so that's what I did and I did the first show um, which was very challenging on my body um, and then I decided I wanted to do another show and for me it was I liked the structure um, and the, the end goal, I, I really thrived off of that. Um, and I didn't really have too many problems following that uh, structure. Um, and then, you know, I, I moved to Ontario and I connected with a pro fitness competitor that I had seen in magazines. Um, and I had an opportunity to work with her. She was my trainer. So I competed another two times wow. after that. Um, the really great thing about the fitness competitions was that they got me through some really challenging times in my personal life. Yeah. Um, rather than focusing on the negative, I just really had to focus on my training and you know my food and all of that. So um, that was a real blessing um, during some, some difficult times. Do you ever feel like perhaps it was too much? Perhaps you should have, and I hate, I actually don't even like thinking about should have, but do you ever have any feelings like maybe I should have um, paid more attention or been more present in that? Or do you truly feel like, oh, that was such a relief that that season of my life, that's what I got to focus on? Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge believer um, that every thing that I go through or have gone through was necessary to get me to the next place. Totally. So, you know, that mindset, that focus got me over a hump 
to push me through through the next door, which was another positive direction. So today I would say no. Back then it it was really what I think what I needed. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, and I honor that so much, and I ask that question because I know many people would probably wonder that, but I'm with you. I I think that, you know, God brings us the things that we need in our life for specific reasons, and it's not necessarily to to numb or to not focus on other things. It's because it can be a gift in that moment and something that you get to learn from duly you get to learn from how it helped you and then you get to learn from okay and this is how it, it got me through the situation so I think that that's beautiful yes yes absolutely now with you now now fast forward because I know that you have had some major revelations in how that started to not work for you just the the strictness and the, the, the discipline and the limitedness of it all. So can you kind of walk us through that and bridge the gap between that former fitness um, competitor and the health coach of now? Yes. Um, so the diet that I, you know, believed in and thought was the only way was um, basic bodybuilding diet, chicken, broccoli, rice. Um, nothing else really, egg whites. Um, so I kept doing that um, even after I stopped competing and I started to find that I would carry a few extra pounds or I couldn't get as lean as I had once gotten. Um, I was doing more and more cardio to keep at maintenance level. Um, and along with that started some digestive issues. Um, and the digestive issues perpetuated for many years after. So um, the last few years, I've been diving into things like flexible dieting, um, intuitive eating, and really playing around with different diet types. I've put in air quotes um, because I hate putting things in a, in a bucket, but really trying out different things to see what works. And I've discovered that the restriction of only eating specific foods all the time created um, food intolerances for me. Yeah. And also led to some, you know, just general unhealthy gut. Um, so I've been doing a ton of work with a natural path to really dive in. I just love the science around it. Um, and I see myself as my own experiment to find out exactly what it is and start moving towards the other side of healing. I am writing down right now, see myself as my own experiment. And that is epic girlfriend like that. And it's so important because that's true for all areas of life. And we forget that we as humans, but I will say particularly as women, and I will even go even further and say, particularly as mothers, because it's like all on us all the time. We take life so freaking seriously. And, and it's because that there's a lot of heavy things around us. If that's what we focus on, 
But if we remember that up till now, we've been collecting data about ourselves, And yeah, maybe we've made decisions that now we're not happy with, or maybe we've done things that were like, oh my gosh, that really screwed things up for me. But actually, no, it didn't because it, it allows for us to be where we are right now, look at the data that's been presented to ourselves and maybe make tweaks and changes going forward. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, one of the key things was to really start paying attention, like you said, paying attention to how I felt when I ate certain things. Um, I, I really started to, you know, take notes on that. Um, I found myself at one point eating all the good things, all the, all the things that you're supposed to eat to be healthy. And I was finding myself crashing at two in the afternoon. Mm. and drinking four, sometimes five cups of coffee a day. Mm. And I thought, this isn't right. I'm a healthy person. Well, what's going on? So again, I started digging in and realized that, you know, I was having insulin spikes throughout the day. Um, and so I started tuning in what I was eating, what types of adding more fats in, and actually took the coffee away down to one a day. Um, and the shift in the in my mind was incredible and it's hard for people to understand what that means when you get the food right and you you eat foods that are good for your body and your gut it actually lifts your your outlook on life mm -hmm. it's crazy to say that food can do that but it absolutely can well, isn't that like something to celebrate too? Because we, <clears throat> I know a lot of people look at food and they're scared of it. They're scared because if they don't follow the very prescriptive diet or plan, then they're going to gain weight or then they're going to fall off track or, and then it's like, like people, um, it's the same thing as people being scared of parties and the holidays because they know that there are temptations that are going to be around. And isn't it just such a freeing thought to know what works for you so that you don't have to spend that time in that place of worry and, and fear of food? Yes. Yes. I, I can't tell you how many times I had anxiety going to parties or uh, family dinners where, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? It's going to be embarrassing. I can't eat it. Or um, they're going to feel bad or, or I'm going to gain weight if I eat the food. Um, so yeah, to move past that is incredible. Knowing that, okay, I can have the cake and maybe I'm not going to feel that great tomorrow because the sugar and the um, gluten doesn't work well on my body. But at least you know you can make that choice. And it's more on how you want to feel, not am I going to get back. Yeah. Can you give our I, – because I know my listeners right now, like my tribe is like eating this up. So can you give some thoughts or tips on how you started not just physically moving through that? Because obviously you had to do some healing within you based on what you said, that your gut was just not reacting well to certain things after eating a certain way for so long. But how did you emotionally start moving past that? Was it the food first? Was it the experiment first? And then kind of judging the way you feel you felt afterwards that kind of helped you with the emotional part of it? Or was there some work that was being done in tandem? 
Well, there was a little bit of a journey there. It started to shift when I moved towards a flexible dieting um, protocol where I could eat. There weren't foods that were off limits. I just had to keep within the limitations of the macronutrients, the protein, carbs, and fat. So that was the beginning of the journey. But in the beginning of that journey, I was more concerned with how much can I get for my macros per day? Mm-hmm. And that meant I was eating processed foods, these zero carb um, sauces and syrups. And that left me super inflamed. Didn't matter what I was doing. I still was puffy, um, doing all kinds of cardio, same thing. So I started to shift my focus to feeding my body foods that are whole and, and nutrient dense. And when I started doing that, I started to find that <clears throat> I wasn't having crashes. I wasn't having cravings. I really stopped thinking about it because I was giving my body the fuel that it needed to just do its job. It, it wasn't every two hours where I was starting to crave. And that was, um, that was, that was incredible. That is incredible. And I can attest to that because I've been in those cycles where it's like, okay, one hour and 59 minutes has gone by. Like, where's the next thing? So that's, and I, and I, it takes work. It takes work and it takes dedication. So what do you do now to help other women? Cause I, it, well, first of all, are women your, your main, you know, ideal client, can it be women or men? And what do you do to help them within what you know now? Um, I do coach men, but um, women is really my thing. Um, I just, you know, have that relation. Um, Sorry, go back. Can you repeat that? Yeah, no. So what, what, what is it that you do now to help them? Because I'm assuming that many of the women that come to you are, are a former version of you. They are somebody who is in that place of either fitness competitor fatigue or, oh my gosh, I've been eating a certain way for so long and I have all these, um, these intolerances now. Like, what do I do? I imagine many people come to you with the question, oh my gosh, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I think in the beginning, it's more of a, how do I get this weight off? How do I get to this place that I believe is going to make me feel better? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's generally more on a, a physical side, a more less than an emotional side. So I, I really try to get tapped into what else is going on. Um, is there stress in their life? Are they taking time for themselves? Are they um, beating themselves up when they didn't work out enough or um, had a glass of wine at dinner? Um, so starting there is key. And then starting to work through what are they eating, what foods um, make them feel good and what foods don't make them feel good. And that is the starting point at really understanding, do I feel bloated and uncomfortable after I have dairy? Yes. Okay. Well, let's try to pull dairy out. So it's not a complete overhaul. I believe that that sets us up for challenges down the road, starting to 
eliminate some things that maybe make us feel um, bad and start slowly incorporating more vegetables, some more healthy fat, um, and starting really starting at those key points. Yeah, that's amazing. So let me ask you this question. Why does this all matter? Why does it matter what we pay attention to? Why does it matter what goes into our body? Why does, why does it matter how it affects us emotionally? Uh, well, for me, it's the, it's the fact that we have the ability to override our genetic path. We have the ability to prevent future disease. And that really is my passion right now is that we can change that path. We are not, you know, not always um, the destiny or our parents' genes, you know. Um, and we, we need to take um, control and responsibility for our health. And the end result is you feel better, you're happier, um, you live a longer life, you're not taking medications down the road. That's amazing. And it, it is, it's so, it's so necessary to think forward like that and to really understand that what we've done has brought us here, but that doesn't have to be the path going forward as well. Yes. Yes. So let's dive in Tara into how you manage all that you do. How is it that you, and again, this, so this is like bringing all the worlds back together. Thank you for letting us go there with the fitness piece and the nutrition piece. But how is it that you do all that you do right now? You are a mom, you are in the corporate world, you do have this side business. Like what does a day look like for you? Well, my day starts um, very early in the morning. Um, and I get up and I go to the gym and I start there. And that is, you know, people say, why do you do that? Why do you get up so early? But that makes me feel good. It's the start of my day. I get moving. Um, and then I go home and I have an hour generally to just be with myself, whether it's journaling. Um, I try to meditate, um, do some research um, for my business. And then it's get the kids ready um, and then go to work and come home and it's feeding the family and getting things settled. And then I often do a lot of work in the evening. So um, it's important to me that, you know, I eat good food so I really can keep going. And when you do eat great food, you actually can um, do a lot of these things and, and keep the momentum going. Um, but I like to take the weekends to just unwind and get present with the family and just enjoy the things around. Yeah, that's amazing. What are your hopes for the future? Like, what what is it that you're building here? My hope is to really educate women on how to feed their bodies and their minds and how... Um, to help them live a more fulfilled life in, in all aspects, um, mental health, well-being, um, fitness, because it all plays a piece. If we're um, just focusing on working out really hard, 
and it's really just to fit into a great pair of jeans, we're missing the other important factors around us. So it's incorporating a more holistic life um, to enjoy all the pieces together. How does that how does that fit into your job in the corporate world? Because I know that you've got, you've got pressure there. I mean, that's, I mean, you, there's probably a lot of joy there as well, but it's a lot um, that, that is outside of your control. So how does that mentality and that, that truth that is within you fit into that world? Um, you know, it's definitely been a challenge in aligning with the corporate goals and, and, the way I see things. Um, so I've done a lot of deep work and how I manage my energy and how I, I keep my own balance. Mm. Um, a lot of work I've done on that this year and just setting my intention in the morning of how I want to feel and staying, checking in throughout the day, checking into, oh, the conversation, my stomach got a little upset. And bringing myself back to my morning intention. And that has been crucial. Um, and I think it's so important for working moms and even working dads to really check in with that because when you, you hold on to this negative energy or you take things personally and you go home, you bring that energy back into the house. And I've, I've witnessed it in, in my own family. I can see the shift in my energy and how it affects my children and that that was huge so um i listen to a ton of podcasts i listen to your podcast i listen to things that are really positive on my drive home and that really helps me to get centered again and come in whole for my family that's amazing and thank you and actually tara has sent me messages about my podcast before and it's just like when you have those people that are affirming for you that what you're doing is, is helping. It just feels so nice. And so I appreciate that. But I also, I'd love to dive in deeper into that world because I think for many people, that's not a first nature response, like setting intentions in the morning and like journaling and meditating, like all of these things, that's not necessarily what is mainstream. And it's too bad because it makes such a difference. So what got you starting down that road? What was it that you finally were like, oh my gosh, I, I something needs to shift here. Something needs to change. I need to start taking care of myself in different ways, especially managing my energy. Do you remember what it was that kind of light bulb moment for you and got you into doing those sorts of practices? Well, yes, this um, realization really came through the mastermind group that we were in and that I didn't feel like I was moving the needle forward in my business. And that was really frustrating for me. I just couldn't seem to find the time or the energy to do it. And I realized that my energy was being sucked out at work. Mm. And when I was coming home, I had nothing, I had no, no inspiration, I had no creativity. Um, so I realized I, I need to change this because if I want to have this business, I need to have the headspace where I, I do have the creativity and I do have the energy um, to put into it. And um, once I started checking in more, 
the inspiration was just flowing out of me. I would take notes in my car and on my hand. And um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a huge shift. That's so cool. <laughs> I, I can literally, as you were talking about that, I can even feel your energy shift just in the memory of that. It isn't that so cool when you have those moments where you feel the divine coming through, you feel that, that light work within you. And it's like, Oh, wait a minute. This has been right here all along. And thank goodness I tapped into it. Yes. I think we keep, blame ourselves uh, you know we beat ourselves up because we're not doing enough or we're not doing that thing but if we just sort of tap in um, protect our energy in the ways that we can control then it comes it just comes to us yeah yeah that's so amazing what other sorts of things are you doing within that world to really to really hone in on preserving your energy? Um, I'm a, a, a deep empathic person. So I also try to empower my team, um, empower them, make them feel good, um, do things that sort of uplift my environment around me. And that is, is a huge shift too. You know, it doesn't need to be head down, typing for eight to 10 hours a day, you know, every now and then I need to get up and I need to just have a conversation about what happened yesterday or about this new thing I learned um, about health. Um, I think that's key. And it was a shift when I, I came into that environment and that pe people looked at me as, oh my goodness, what is this? Um, previously, we had to just work really hard and not stop and not interact, but I, I just didn't work for me. And you need to have a shift and a break and uh, unwind a little bit. I love this so much. So proof, friends, that you can grow a side business that you're passionate about and you can work in a job that you've worked really hard for and you also enjoy. And guess what? As you start to dive deeper into creativity, dive deeper into that self-knowledge, you not only amplify your side business, you get to amplify your day job, which I would assume makes it a heck of a lot more comfortable and exciting to be there. Yes, absolutely. Um, I started incorporating um, my passion of, of health into the corporate space too, where we're doing a smoothie day and um, some health um, presentations. And now I can bring my passion into the corporate environment. And when you really start talking to people about the non-work things, you realize that people have these questions too and, yeah. and people have, a, have an interest in that too. Yeah. And like, that's the thing too. I remember cause I worked in a hospital for several years before I left that to build first my network marketing company business. And now my, my life and business coaching business. And it's like, you forget when you go to work that you're all people and you all have things going on within you and you've all got questions and struggles and joys and triumphs. And when you just start talking about it, you really make connections on a deeper 
much deeper level than perhaps the typical nine to five workday would normally traditionally have allowed for you to. Yes. And, you know, we're with these people more than we are with our own families. And when it's um, superficial and very structured and non-personal, I, I mean, me personally, I just can't do it. And, yeah. you know, fortunately, I'm in a role where I can change that. And that's been really important um, for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huge. And so what are some things like, as you started to implement some things within your day job, how, like, were you getting different comments from people? Were you feeling different energies? Did you notice some people starting to come out of their shells? Like, was there any sort of like evidential proof? Like, oh, we needed this here too. Um, well, yes, I've had, you know, some people who suffered from chronic illness illnesses that are now taking an active holistic stand in their health, um, working with a natural path and trying to get off the meds. Um, that's been amazing. And it's also surprising to me that a lot of people have gut problems. And when you start talking about it, they say, me too, me too. I struggle with that. Um, but they just never felt like this was appropriate conversation in the workplace. But, um, you know, people are struggling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And my podcast listeners know full well that I have been one of those people. I mean, I am a healthy person, but I have, I know that I have made choices in the past that have, you know, caused some gut issues for me you know, of course, unknowing at, at that moment. And through working with my physical therapist right now, because I'm going through pelvic floor PT, but it's all connected. It's all intertwined. My actual abdominals that don't fire because I've carried tension in my obliques my entire life. My actual digestive tract that isn't working um, correctly because of a number of different things, food, stress, circumstances, belief, like it's a combination of the, the physical and the energetic. And, and here's another thing. I had my appendix out when I was 10. And so we're kind of like, Oh, does that have anything to do with it? So it's really fascinating as you start diving into this world. But I mean, ultimately, and I've been, I've of course been drowning myself in, in information and in learning about gut health lately. And oh my heavens, we all have gut issues. Like that's what it seems yeah. like. <laughs> oh, I know. I, you know, discovered that I've been carrying some bad bacteria since I was 16 years old. Wow. And it's amazing. And the, the fact is, is, you know, I dove in and I got the help. And I think it's important that you're sharing your story um, and that we all share our stories because that might trigger to somebody to say, hey, maybe that is why I'm having this issue or maybe I should investigate this or maybe I should try to eliminate this specific food. Um, so talking about it is so important. It's not, it's not weird and gross. It's, it's sharing to help people so they don't have to struggle too. Yeah. Well, and that's exactly it. And it, and you know what, there are so many amazing things in this world that really help to give tools for, 
for whatever it is that you want to achieve, but ultimately when we are just throwing ourselves completely at tools and not also checking in with how our body is reacting to it along the way, then over time, it's not going to work because it really wasn't working in the first place. Yes. And, you know, we evolve. So what works now isn't always what's going to work five years down the road or 10 years down the road. So like you said, checking in and paying attention is so key. Um, and then we can make small tweaks along the way. What are some things that you, what are some things you would recommend that would help people to check in along the way? Like what are some things that you do that you're like, okay, if you do this during the day, X amount of times or whatever, this will really help to move the needle forward for you. I think if you're really looking to dig in, I would start by noting what you're eating, um, writing down how you feel before the meal and after the meal. Mm -hmm. And I would do that for three days and then go back and say, okay, well, I didn't feel good after breakfast and I had a bowl of cereal. Mm -hmm. So, but I felt good after lunch when I had some avocado and salad and some chicken mm -hmm. okay so let's just go back and start focusing on the areas where you didn't feel good let's take let's take out the cereal let's implement a smoothie um, and after that so it's just experimenting noting those things and then making a small shift yeah. And when you say small shifts, now, if people are like, I just feel like hell, I feel like hell all the time. Like what should they overhaul things completely? Or is it one step at a time? What are your, what are your thoughts? I think for long-term success, it's, it's slowly adding in, um, you know, the term crowding out comes up and that is start by adding more vegetables in your, in your food. Um, as you start to add in more good whole foods, healthy, healthy meat, if you eat meat or uh, tofu or tempeh, if you're a vegan, um, more vegetables, more water, you're less likely to have that extra can of pop or to have that extra donut after your lunch. As you start to add these good things, you start to crowd out the things that aren't so great for you. Now, can we dive into that just for a minute? Because there are, there are some things that even for me that I'm like, oh yeah, like I know full well, I don't necessarily need it, but I love it. And it's not even that my body is craving it. It's more that my mind is craving it or more that it's like, oh, I just want it. Like I really enjoy X, Y, or Z and yes, I'm full and yes, I'm adding in more veggies, but I'm still going to have, you know, the glass of wine or the, the piece of chocolate. What then? Cause you know, you know, it's not serving you but also you're just, you want it. Like, how do we deal with that? I think, you know, deciding what is it that, how do you want to feel? How do you want to look? What is your goal at the end? Um, eating, eating, you know, the 80-20 rule is really great. Eating the way, eating the healthy foods 80% um, of the time, working out, and then having a bit of balance. I really think you need to have a little balance. Mm -hmm. But 
when it comes to, I know I don't need it, but I really want it. It's really checking into that. How is it going to make me feel after? Yeah. Is it going to make me feel, yeah, I wanted that donut and I'm going to have it and I'm going to own it. Or am I going to beat myself up because I'm used to eating that donut, but it's, it's, it's going against what my end goal is. Yes. Attention to that, I think is, is important. Yeah. I love that answer so much because, and here's the thing, like, like flashing lights, people like this is it. That answer is going to change from time to time, from situation to situation. So it really is in that moment of, okay, like, I want the donut. I'm going to eat the donut and I'm going to love that I ate the donut afterwards and I'm going to press on it with my life. If that's the mentality, eat the donut. But if it's the, I really want this and I just want it because I want it, but afterwards I'm going to feel like crap. And so then you spend three hours kicking yourself in the pants, then that's totally not worth it. Yeah. And, and the simple fact of being present and, and really understanding acknowledging that, huh, that's weird. I am really craving a bowl of chips. Well, what happened today? Oh, I had this meeting and it was really stressful. And it, I came home and the kids were running around and okay, well, maybe that's not what I need. Maybe that's just because I had a really stressful day, mm-hmm. um, which is driving you to those foods. So it doesn't mean it's bad to have it, but when you start to pay attention to why maybe you're drawn to having that, what happened in the day, what triggered that, then you become more present, you become more aware. I would tend to guess too, Tara, that that becomes easier over time. I mean, personally, I know it has for me, but there are many people that are listening to this that this is a new concept and it seems daunting to constantly have those conversations with yourself of, well, why do I want this and what happened and to rehash that. Um, So what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think, and I've been there too in just, you know, like a zombie opening up the, the cupboard and pulling out and eating and eating and eating. But when you start to understand, oh, I was super stressed out today and my body is craving comfort food and this is why I'm grabbing for the cookies, then you can check in and at that point you can decide. I'm really stressed out and that's why I'm going for the cookie. It's not because I need the cookie. It's because my body is reacting to that stress. It's looking for that comfort. Yeah. Um, It definitely gets easier over time when you start to clue in to the reasons behind why you're craving that food, or maybe you didn't have breakfast and, or maybe you ate a high um, sugar breakfast and you're crashing. You're, you're craving that food because your body, the insulin levels have spiked and then they've crashed and that is what it does. Um, okay, well, maybe I should add in some fat in there. That's going to sustain me more. I'm going to be less likely to crave that box of cookies. Mm. I think that that's beautiful and that's exactly, I can, I can feel that and I can hear your words and I can apply that and agree with it wholeheartedly. And also we spend so much time 
beating ourselves up about what we ate or living in that fear-based world of, I don't want to go to that place because I'm going to be so embarrassed if I can't, quote unquote, can't eat anything there. And so it's funny, you know, we think it's going to take a lot of time to ask ourselves and actually have like the the cognitive self-discovery conversation of, well, really what happened today? Why do I feel like I want this thing? It's actually not taking any more time than you're already spending, but you're spending that time beating yourself up about it. So it's kind of exchanging that really negative talk that you're having with yourself for a proactive, positive talk. Like it's not extra work. It's just, it's reassigning how you want to speak to yourself. Yeah, and I think one of the the big things that a lot of people don't realize is that what we eat affects how our body is going to react and how we're going to be driven to certain foods or not. It's not a matter of, I'm not a good person because I don't have as much willpower as somebody else. It's really it's really the way our body functions as opposed to whether we're a weak or a strong person. And I think that's key because I think a lot of women and myself included feel like we're a failure because we, we couldn't keep away from the donut. Mm -hmm. We didn't have enough self-control, but it's not that it's really, how are we feeding our body? How are we stabling Uh, stabilizing our insulin levels. That is what drives us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Oh, Tara, this has been such a cool conversation. Hey, where can my listeners find you, follow you? Where are you so that they can get a little bit more of Tara in their lives? I'm, um, my website is tarawin.net and I'm on Instagram at tarawin. Um, Facebook, but really Instagram is uh, um, where I'm at the most. Yeah, me too. I love the Instagram world. It's just so fun. Yeah. It's fun. All right, sister, let me ask you a couple just wrap up fun questions here because you know how I roll. You listen to the podcast. Um, What is your, you're going to sit down to your favorite meal. What's your favorite meal? My favorite favorite meal is um, sautéed kale, and um, really, it's, I don't know if how exciting it is to everybody else, but it, it's a huge plate of sautéed vegetables, um, and it depends. Tempeh is, is something I'm really enjoying right now um, with some walnut oil or some really nice avocado oil, and I just love, love it. That sounds delicious, actually. <laughs> that sounds so good. What is your favorite thing to do with your kiddos? My favorite thing to do with the kiddos is, well, now that we're starting to get on the other side of winter, I love to take them to the park um, and watch them run around and play. That's, that's really fun. I love that too. Oh my gosh. And I can't wait for our snow to melt. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, no, it's not that I can't wait because I appreciate it for what it is. I'm just excited for the prospect of warm. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh, I love it. All right, Tara. And of course my final question, I think you know it's coming, but what are you grateful for? I'm grateful for finding, a tribe of women that truly get me and support me 
and have, you know, moved me to the next level of Tara. Yeah. I love that so much because that's just it. We can do it by ourselves, ladies. We can, but we're going to stay at a much lower level forever and ever because there's nobody amplifying you. There's nobody reflecting back to you the brilliance that they see because it's really hard sometimes. We're too close to it sometimes when it's just us. We cannot see the impact that we have to make because other people are not around to just reveal our own reflection to us. Yes. Ah, Tara, thank you so much for being here. This was such a really powerful, really uplifting conversation. I mean, you really drove home so much health benefits, the ability to be able to be mom, be the working woman, follow your dreams and your passions for your own business, do it all, but have that balance and have that self-reflection throughout it all and allow for it to really transition from right from one to the other. It's just a beautiful, I just feel like you are like, your life is just this beautiful tie-dye where all the colors just flow into each other. And I just wanted to thank you for bringing that here. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. It was really great to talk to you again. You too, sister. All right, friends, I will have the links to everything Tara in the show notes, but you also heard them here. So make sure you go follow her on Instagram. She's just so inspirational and motivating. And the food pictures that she posts, like, trust me, y'all aren't going to want to be reaching for the chocolate bar when you see Tara's food that she posts because it's so beautiful all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, sister. All right, friends, have a good morning. Thank you so much, my amazing friends, for tuning into this episode of Morning Sunshine with Jillian Bolands. And I have a question for you. I know that the content in these episodes is hugely helpful for you and it's hugely moving for you, but it kind of brings up the, but now what question, the, how can I take this to the next level scenario in your mind? And I know that to be certain because ultimately it was listening to podcasts like this that really lit my fire and helped me to think bigger picture, truer picture that led me down the road of launching this business, living my life in congruence with my soul's purpose. And I want to offer the same to you. I know that through the number of services that I offer, one of them is exactly what you need right now to move that needle on your life, on your business, on your relationships, on your worthiness forward. And it is really important to me to be able to offer you all of the different options so that you know what is available to you. And the best way that we can do that, friends, is by hopping on the phone for a free consultation, a free one-to-one girlfriend soul chat about what life and business looks for you and which tools that I have within my world that I've created for you are going to best help you to amplify that, best help you to take it to the next level. I have a beautiful academy for those who are just starting off, just ready to launch their business. I've got a mastermind for those that are at the next level or are ready to up level in a big way and be surrounded by a tribe of women who are 
are doing that self-discovery work. And I work one-to-one with clients who really need a little bit more and yearn for a little bit more of that direct soul-to-soul contact, but also want the beautiful, crazy, amazing relationships that come from being a part of tribes like the Mastermind and the Academy. So if you're interested in talking about which of these services is the best option for where you are currently and where you're ready to go, let's hop on the phone. Please head to www.jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. We will be in touch immediately upon receiving the request for that consultation. And we're going to set up a 30 minute time frame to chat and get to know each other so that I can begin coaching you for free and then guide you to the opportunity that's going to allow for you to energetically invest in yourself in the way that will best suit your needs and allow for you to step into the empowered version of yourself that is going to show up in this life in a huge and massive way. I'm so excited to connect with you. Again, jillianbolands.com forward slash contact. I can't wait to chat. Good morning.